0: Welcome back for another episode of Chew the Bible. It's your good friend A.A. Ron. It's great to be back. It's been a minute. I had to take a little break to load over 80 episodes. (laughs) I didn't realize I had fallen behind in loading those episodes, that many episodes. So yeah, uploaded about over 80 episodes to the podcast. And what else? what else uh yeah just took a little break um to do some writing and yeah rewrite some books that i had written some short stories that i had written a couple years ago so uh yeah yeah that was fun today is october 8th 2021 and it's a beautiful day outside it's about what, 76 degrees so getting ready to get out there make this money do some deliveries so that's the other thing too i've been kind of switching on my schedule um back to more oriented to working later and sleeping later so because this new job i'm taking on is a yeah late night shift kind of job so Yeah, looking forward to that. It ought to be interesting. (laughs) Looking forward to seeing if I can, not if, just seeing myself, yeah, press through that. It's been a while since I worked like a regular job. Been about almost a year, I believe, since, what was my last job? Official job. Last would have been, was it Pizza Ranch? I think it was Pizza Ranch was my last official job. So anyway, let's get going, hop into this word. We are in 2 Samuel chapter 13. No, yeah, 13. Oh, yeah, this one's sad. So in 2 Samuel chapter 12, uh, yeah, David is confronted by Nathan, the prophet, about his sin. Yeah, Nathan tells him a parable, which basically calls out david saying like hey you are um you are the the one in this parable um you know basically saying uriah he was using a parable to um he's using a parable to show that uh uriah was like the lamb that was uh How did that parable even go? My brother explained it even better when we talked to him. Yeah, I I struggle explaining this one. Where is it? Uh, Let's actually read that parable again real quick. Uh, So the Lord sent Nathan to David. When he arrived, he said to him, there were two men in a certain city, one rich and the other poor. So you got a rich man and a poor man. So David is the rich man. And Uriah in here, I like to just break stuff down, Is the the poor man. The rich man had very large flocks and herds, but the poor man had nothing except one small ewe lamb that he had bought. He raised her and she grew up with him and with his children from his meager food she would eat. From his cup she would drink and in his arms she would sleep. But the poor man had nothing except one small ewe lamb. So the ewe lamb here equals Bathsheba. That's all he had. (laughs) Interesting. From his meager food, she would eat from his cup. she I didn't dissect it down this much when I read it last time. I kind of let Tony Evans kind of explain the whole thing. From his meager food she would eat, from his cup she would drink, and in his arms she would sleep. She was like a daughter to him. Now a traveler came to the rich man. The rich man could not bring himself to take one of his own sheep, that the rich man could not bring himself to take one of his own sheep or cattle to prepare for the traveler who had come to him. Instead, he took the poor man's lamb and prepared it for his guest. David was infuriated with the man and said to Nathan, as the Lord lives, the man who did this deserves to die because he has done this thing and shown no pity. He must pay four lambs for that lamb. Nathan replied to David, you are the man that this is what the Lord God of Israel says. I anointed you king over Israel and I, I rescue you from Saul. I gave your master's house to you and your master's wives into your arms. And I gave you the house of Israel and Judah. And if that was not enough, I would have given you even more. Why then have you despised the Lord's command by doing what I consider evil? You struck down Uriah the Hittite with the sword and you took his wife as your own. You murdered him with the Ammonite sword. Now, therefore, the sword will never leave your house because you despised me and took the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your own's wife. So what's crazy about this too is David... Before, before was Nabal equaled the rich man, David, poor man, killed Nabal. But apparently that was a righteous kill. Go back and read like God was okay with him killing Nabal. God was okay with that, and got Abigail. It's interesting there's some parallels going here anyway, go back and read that on your own, so yeah, David was confronted by nathan he re- he was crying and sad and repentant out loud. Then, yeah, the baby that that David had with um, Bathsheba Ends up dying yeah, Even though David fasted And cried and wept That God would not kill the baby Then he, um, after the baby dies He just stops fasting And cleans himself and goes and eats And yeah, the people around him were like Why aren't you still fasting And lamenting over this baby? He's like, well, the baby's gone now And, uh Anyway, then he ends up having Solomon. Yeah, Bathsheba. They ended up sleeping together again. Had a and uh, ended up having baby Solomon, who brought him peace. His other name meant Jedidiah, which meant beloved of the Lord. All right, and then what else happened? Yeah, David went and captured Rabbah of the Ammonites. Let's go back and read uh, <laughs> yeah, 2 Samuel chapter 12 for more, if you want to go more in depth on that. All right, yeah, now we're in 2 Samuel chapter 13. Amnon rapes Tamar. This is a really sad, 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 sad story. But let's go. And just so y'all know, there are three... There are three Tamars in the Bible Tamar who was basically raped slash taken advantage of taken advantage of by Um, Onan, Judah, her father-in-law, and then this Tamar, and a third Tamar, I can't remember where that is at, a third Tamar who was not raped at all. Go research that on your own. I had to look that up on my own one day. I was like, is this the same Tamar that was in Judges I mean in Genesis thirty eight? But no, it's a different one. Uh, different Tamar. All right. Some time past, some time past, David's son Absalom had a beautiful sister named Tamar, and David's son Amnon was infuriated with her. So David's son Absalom had a beautiful sister named Tamar, and David's son Amnon was infuriated with her. Amnon was frustrated to the point of making himself sick over her. Hmm... I can kind of relate to that. <laughs> these women, boy, will have you These women will have a brother sick. <laughs> Crying see tears. His sister Tamar, because he making himself sick over over his sister's Tamar because she was a virgin. But it seemed impossible to do anything to her. Hmm. Amnon had a friend named Jodadab, a son of David's brother. Shemaiah, Jonadab was a very shrewd man, and he asked Amnon, "Why are you? Why are you the king's son so miserable every morning? Won't you tell? Why are you the king's son so miserable every morning? Won't you tell me? Yeah, that's something we could tell ourselves. Why are we the king's son? We're the king's son. Jesus Christ on the throne. We're the king's son. Why are we miserable? We." are the king's sons and daughters. We also should never be miserable. Amnon replied, I am in love with Tamar, my brother Absalom's sister. Hmm like i'm still in love with Baby. jonadab said to him lie down on your bed and pretend you're sick when your father comes to see you say to him please let my sister tamar come and give me something to eat let her prepare a meal in my presence so i can watch and eat from her hand so amnon lay down and pretended to be sick when the king came this is why jonadab is a schemer scheming I don't know if I spelled that right, but oh, well, I'll understand it later. When the king came to see him, Amnon said to him, please let my sister Tamar come and make a couple of cakes of my presents so I can eat from her hand. David sent word to Tamar at the palace. Please go to your brother Amnon's house and prepare a meal for him. Then Tamar went, it's a trap. Then Tamar went to his house while Amnon was lying down. She took dough, kneaded it, made cakes in his presence, and baked them so this young lady could cook. She was a baker. She brought the pan and set it down in front of him, but he refused to eat. Amnon said, everyone leave me and everyone left him. Bring the meal to the bedroom, Amnon told Tamar, so I can eat from your hand. Tamar took the cakes she had made and went to her brother Annon's bedroom. When she brought them to him to eat, he grabbed her and said, Come sleep with me, my sister. Ooh-wee. Don't let my brother. Don't. No, she said, Don't, my brother. She cried. Don't disgrace me, for such a thing should never be done in Israel. Hmm. Don't commit this outrage. Where could I ever go with my humiliation, and you would be like one of the outrageous fools in Israel? Please speak to the king, for he won't keep me from you. But he like do this legitimately. Hmm. Do this. The legit way, even though it's not legit at all. Trying to buy herself some time. But he refused to listen to her. And because he was stronger than she was, he disgraced her by raping her. So Amnon hated Tamar with such intensity that the hatred he hated her with was greater than the love he had loved her with. Get out of here, he said. In my entire life in church, I've never heard a pastor preach a sermon about this story. Like, I mean, I don't know. Pastors are afraid to talk about rape. Um, I never heard the Judah and Tamar story. Like, I don't know. I feel like this kind of stuff needs to be talked more about in church. Um, because it happens a lot and but yeah it have to be it'd be yeah I don't know <laughs> it would have to definitely be spirit led because it's a very sensitive subject and a lot of people for men and women because it's not just a women thing men have been raped as well my brother has stories about men he knew in the military that were raped so um yeah, it would definitely have to be spirit led, but I feel like it could do a lot of healing if, if, if done, if. Yeah, it Because Satan loves to keep things in the dark and keep people's pain in the closet. But when it's exposed to light, then. Yeah, God. Yeah. Somebody has a quote that's been going around a lot. I've been hearing a church in different places God reveals to heal like only way Things can get healed is if they be revealed Like things that are done in the dark have to be brought To a light To get healing so Yeah And another thing that stands out here is wild Is it's like it shows you sin Something about Sin taints the purity of love of genuine love something about when like if you notice his like there was nothing wrong with i don't know things were different back then because I, people i think did marry their siblings it was okay but you had to but yeah, I remember Leviticus talked about not marrying your sister or having sex, sleeping with your sister. I don't know, but people did marry their siblings. But you got to do it legit. And anyway, it's one thing to have like an. This is say even just on a general level. So one thing to have an attraction to your sister. I've had attractions like cousins and stuff. I don't have a sister, but I've had cousins that I'm attracted to. Yeah, I thought are cute, pretty. But it's another thing to actually. Lust after them and idolize them. I even this doesn't just go for like blood relatives. Even just on a in a church setting, like yeah, we talk about having like brothers in Christ, sisters in Christ. I have a sister in Christ right now who I'm like super attracted to, and yeah, like yeah, when it turns into this lust, this strong where they are consuming all of your thoughts and emotions and you know give it over to the lord it can turn ugly it can turn there's times where i've had emotions of anger just mainly at myself though a lot of it is at myself and um wanting that person to love me the way I love them and really it's not love it's more infatuation and lust and idolization We can. it's so easy to turn somebody into an idol and it's hard to, start to turn that switch off once you turn it on so even with my first wife I had turned her into an idol and infa- infatuated with her so all I can say is I can relate to Amnon's feelings that he had going on but there has to be a point where you go get help that's where counseling comes in that's where reading god's word comes in that's where writing that's why i write a lot writing helps me just get a lot of those emotions out so that i don't things that i would say to this sister in christ and <laughs> and blow up her phone and email and just yeah i say in writing and things yeah talking to my brother that helps out Uh, i really need to get back into playing basketball or running or something like that just having activities to get a lot of those emotions you know to burn off a lot of that um that tension that tension that build up so because otherwise you'll turn to yeah unhealthy things drugs alcohol sex and doing yeah committing evil acts like Amnon did. All right. Verse 16. No, she cried. Sending me away is much worse than the great wrong you've already done to me. But he refused to listen to her. Instead, he called to the servant. He waited on him. Get this away from me. Wow. He said, get this away from me. Like this. Throw her out and bolt the door behind her. Amnon's servant threw her out, and bolted the door behind her. Now, Tamar was wearing a long sleeve garment because this is what the king's virgin daughters wore. So there you go. That's just an example to, to you. Not just ladies, but I gotta say it's to men, too. It's like, yeah, about modesty. Um, Before, not to get all religious about it, but there's something to modesty yeah the vert that's what they wore cover it yeah not showing everything off to the world before you get married you know so um yeah it's between you and the lord it's all of us even for myself there's certain things that i could be more modest about um so yeah god will convict each of us individually on that one All right, let's keep going. Verse 19, Tamar put ashes on her head and tore the long-sleeved garment she was wearing. She put her hand on her head and went away crying. Her brother Absalom said to her, has your brother Amnon been with you? Be quiet for now, my sister. He is your brother. Don't take this thing to heart. So Tamar lived as a desolate woman in the house of her brother Absalom. Absalom, desolate woman. Don't take this to heart. There's so many things you can pull out here. I wonder if anybody's ever written any commentary. I'm sure they have some stories on this from a woman's perspective. It'll be interesting. Don't take this thing to heart so basically she was told told to be quiet told to be quiet, which happens. A lot in families. Family secret. Absalom murders Amnon. When King David heard about all these things, she was furious. How did he find out? Well, he is a king, so... Wow. Okay, I'm reading this note down here and it says there's an additional. Some translations say that, but he did not grieve the spirit of Amnon, his son, for he loved him because he was his firstborn. So Amnon was David's firstborn. That's from First Kings one and six chapter one, verse six. Let's keep going. Absalom didn't say anything to Amnon either, good or bad, because he hated Amnon since he disgraced his sister Tamar. Hmm. I don't know why he not confront him. Two years later, Absalom's sheep shears were at Baal Hazor near Ephraim, and Absalom invited all the king's sons. Then he went to the king and said, "Your servant has just hired sheep shearers." When the king and his servants plea, with well, the king and his servants, please come with your servant." The king replied to Absalom, "No, my son, we no, my son, we should not all go, or we would be a burden to you." Although Absalom urged him, he wasn't willing to go. Though he did bless him, if not, Absalom said, "Please let my brother Amnon go with us." This doesn't sound too good. The king asked him, Why would he go with you? Why should he go with you? But Absalom urged him, so he sent Amnon and all the king's sons. Now Absalom commanded his young men, Watch Amnon until he is in a good mood from the wine. When I order you to strike Amnon, then kill him. When I order you to strike Amnon, then kill him. Don't be afraid. Am I not the one who has commanded you? Be strong and valiant. We've heard that before. Be strong and courageous, but not in this context. is more for battles for the Lord, like by Joshua. So Absalom's, Absalom's young men did to Amnon just as Absalom had commanded. Then all the rest of the king's sons got up and each fled on his mule. So, repeating... Cain and Abel, but in different, in a different way. Same story, pretty much. While they were on the way, a report reached David. Absalom struck down all the Cain's sons. Not even one of them survived. In response, to, in response, the king stood up, tore his clothes, and lay down on the ground, and all his servants stood by with their clothes torn. Boy, they love to tear some clothes. Like, every time I imagine this, I just remind, imagine like those scenes of Michael Jackson used to in that one music video. He's dancing around, spinning around, and he rips his white t-shirt open, shows his bird chest. And he goes, ah! I can't remember what song that's from anyway but jonadab son of david's brother shimea spoke up my lord must not think they have killed all the young men the king's sons because only amnon is dead in fact Absalom has planned this ever since the day amnon disgraced his sister tamar so now my lord the king don't take seriously the report that says all the king's sons are dead only amnon is dead So we got lying. Killing. Revenge. Rape. Anger. So much going on in this story. Meanwhile, Absalom had fled. When the young man... Just like, yeah. His son, his dad, fled and ran. But that was because Saul was trying to kill him. Just wild. Just wild. These repetitive stories. When the young man who was standing watch looked up, there were many people coming from the road west of him from the side of the mountain. Jonadab said to the king, Look, the king's sons have come. It's exactly like your servant said. Just as he finished speaking, the king's sons entered and wept loudly. Then the king and all his servants also wept very bitterly. But Absalom fled and went to Talmai, son of Amihu, king of Gesher. And David mourned for his son every day. After Absalom had fled to Geshur and had been there for three years, King David longed to go to Absalom. For David had finished grieving over Amnon's death. Three years. He longed to go to Absalom. Hmm. It'd be interesting. I need to go and look and see eventually... What um? What the birth order was of all these sons? Like where was Absalom? Look up birth order of Absalom. Something I'm gonna do later because and yeah, I believe they had different moms. Amnon was. The oldest. You could do a whole series just talking about oldest, older bros in the Bible. My brother and I joke about how the older bros got it bad. Like, just their stories usually don't end very well. And, yeah, there's, there's something to that. Um, I heard one lady say, uh, this lady at our church who helps lead the youth, say that, yeah, Satan loves to send assign demons to the older brothers um because the oldest brother the oldest brothers always set the example for the rest of the family so um yeah all yeah they usually are the leaders a lot of times the younger kids look up to the oldest child more than they do um their own father so the example that the oldest brother sets so if he can get the older brother off track and doing wild stuff, and yeah, then that's all. Yeah, go. Ahead. He definitely goes after father. just why so we have a lot of fatherless homes. <laughs> like in my situation, I'm currently not present with my kids. I'm working on it, but uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. If he can go next in line is the 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 oldest child, especially the oldest brother. If he can get that one off track and doing wild stuff um because the first thing if you ever ask the little kids they would be like you know if their parents say you can't do this do that they'd be like well my older brother he got to do it he got to do this he got to do that you know so or like in my case by the time i came around in high school my parents felt like they had been too strict with my brother and and he had rebelled a lot um i'm not saying this as a personal attack my brother at all, but they just my parents relaxed a lot of their rules because they were afraid of me like rebelling, I think. I don't know. Or they probably just, yeah, they didn't want another they said, let's try something different. But really I could have benefited more from probably some stricter rules. Um, thank God uh God was looking out for me and protecting me in a lot of situations. But I remember one like my brother had a strict curfew, but by the time I came around, I remember I was there was times I was out to like one or two in the morning. Um one time, yeah, on prom night was my junior prom. I was allowed to like spend the night at a friend's house that's got my basketball team's house. And I was drinking and smoking and weed and all that stuff and at this party and and yeah, the parents, they were upstairs. Um but yeah it just <laughs> I don't think my parents, if my parents knew what was going on at that party, there's no way they would have let me have gone. And there's no way my brother would have was ever allowed to go to stuff like that. So anyway, I'm just saying older brothers, older brothers. Satan loves to go after the older brothers. All right, let's wrap this up. Read these Tony Evans notes and get out of here. In this chapter, polygamy came back to haunt David and one of many disastrous consequences for his family that unfolded as a result of his sin. David's son, Amnon, became infatuated with, infatuated with his half-sister, Tamar, the full sister of Absalom. He would use David, who was clueless about his intentions, to help him satisfy his lust for the girl. Like his father, David, before him, Amnon was blinded by lust and couldn't see the inevitable consequences of such action. Such actions, yes. We can all... yeah, lust... Blinds you. Most of my decisions, when I look back, I I try my best not to live with any regrets. But I do often say, if I could do it differently, because I personally feel like even as the worst things that I do, God is going to redeem it somehow and restore it. And that's going to turn out to be a thousand times better than even if I did it the right way. Now, do I just go out and blatantly try to, like, do wrong things? Nah, I try my best to do the right thing and do, yeah, what live according to God's way. But I will say the times, the things that I wish I would do differently, a lot of them are, a lot of them center on lust. Like, not having self-control. Man, my left arm is falling asleep because so. I'm leaning on it too much anyway so yeah lust will blind you true to his low character amnon quickly hated tamar with such intensity that the hatred he hated her with was greater than the love he had loved her with clearly his love was nothing more than self-centered lust that's another thing love is i mean not love lust is self-centered it's narcissistic slash narcissistic i think i spelled that right narcissistic which once again that word (laughs) it's a trigger word for me because i've been labeled like narcissistic at times and every time somebody every anytime Anytime that word comes up, I've heard a lot of women or just people say, oh, he's narcissistic, he's narcissistic. I'm like, who isn't narcissistic? Everybody's narcissistic. We live in a narcissistic world. It's just that each of us, our narcissism might look different than the other person. Like Some of the most narcissistic people, you would never, yeah, they'd know how to fly under the radar and label everybody else narcissistic, but they're the main ones that are narcissistic. Anyway, um you can be narcissistic and, and self-focused in other ways. Um, so anyway, like, yeah, you can, you can lust just because your lust may not look sexual in nature. Your lust might be for TV. Your lust might be for a nice house. Your lust might be for nice clothes or lust to uh, be famous or lust to, um, yeah, keep up with the Joneses or, you know, be able to travel like all the people you see on Instagram. Like, your lust, everybody's lust looks different. So just because one person's lust looks like the typical sexual lust, it's so easy to, yeah. Or or a man might seem to be acting in his best, best interest at all times and only looking out for himself. Doesn't mean that you, yeah, just like that scripture says um Before you take out, try to take the plank out of your brother's eye. And before you try to take out the speck out of your brother's eye, remove the plank from your own eye. Then you'll be able to see clearly. So, because even your own lust can blind you. Like once you look in, like, hmm, do an assessment. Like, what in what areas are things that I lusted this week? And you start to take an assessment because it's easy. Like pride will blind you too. Like I don't have lust. I don't lust after stuff. Like I'm not narcissistic But then if you did an actual assessment You'd be like hmm Actually I am And if you allow the Holy Spirit To speak to you But it's not to condemn you It's just to reveal it so that you can get healing And when you're healed Then you'll be able to heal other people So anyway I don't know just that word narcissistic Really makes my blood boil when I hear it Because I hear it thrown around all the time Like who isn't narcissistic <laughs> and it, it the, and the quicker you admit that we're all narcissistic and some on some level even if you are one percent narcissistic own your one percent of narcissism and it will help you deliver the people that are 99 percent narcissistic all right there we go. i got triggered all right so um <laughs> what else what else here To cast her out following his actions would be much worse than the great wrong he'd already done. But Amnon didn't care. Rather than setting things right, Amnon compounded his sin just as his father had done. As they say, the cover-up is always worse than the crime. In fact, that's what I'm going to call this, the cover-up. Uh, or uh, should i call that because i don't want to just call it amnon rapes tamar that's a little too bold maybe we'll call it absalom's revenge oh we'll come up with something ah what else else we got amazingly it appears the king did nothing to punish amnon Perhaps his moral resolve had been weakened by the knowledge of his own past sexual sin. Absalom, though, would act. He hated Amnon for disgracing his sister. He patiently bide his time looking for a chance at revenge. <sighs> That's so dangerous. That is so dangerous. Like, you got to be careful watching folks like, yeah, when they... when. They have every reason to have revenge. And then they get real quiet. Oh, man. Like, oh, man. I, yeah. I can relate to Absalom. Because, yeah. When somebody wrongs you. Yeah, it's easy to just, yeah. Go quiet and not do anything. But that's the most dangerous folks, man. Yeah. That passive aggressive. And I had a counselor that one says. No such thing as being passive aggressive. You either being passive or you're aggressive. So, yeah, you're not doing both simultaneously. You gonna, you might be passive, and then you're aggressive. Passive, it's like a stages. So somebody is passive, they're like, I ain't going to do nothing. I ain't going to say nothing now. But I'm going to get you back in another way. By Yeah, one of the main ways people are aggressive is by actually being silent. Like, yeah, in a relationship. Be like, okay, you know, you did this to me. You wronged me. You didn't give me none sexually or whatever and or yeah so i'm going to shut down and not talk to you or i'm going to i don't know do something i know gets on your nerves um i'm just gonna yeah just we have all these ways that we are passive passive then aggressive toward another it's a cycle uh, anyway Absalom's opportunity to to avenge his sister's honor came two years after Amnon's attack. During a feast to which David's sons had been invited, Absalom's young men followed their master's orders and killed Amnon. To escape punishment, Absalom went to the home of his maternal grandfather, where he stayed for three years. Who was his maternal grandfather? That's a lot of sheep here. Can't have allow these things Alright, he went to Talmai, son of Amahu, King of Gesher. Talmai, son of Amahu. Look this dude up. Look this fella up. This maternal grandfather. All right, just putting a few notes for things to look up later. All right, let's hop on this Romans row. I hope y'all enjoyed that. I did, even though it was kind of sad, but there's a lot to learn from that. Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 says, for the wages of the cost of this sin is death. i missing the mark veering off the path that God asked for each and every one of us. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Romans 5, 8 says, but God demonstrated or showed his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans ten nine through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth and believe that Jesus is Lord and will believe in our heart, if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will be saved. For with our heart, we believe unto righteousness, that we are on right standing with God. And with our mouths, we confess that we are now saved, or we have salvation. And lastly, Romans 10, 13 says that whosoever, anybody who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So you can simply say this prayer, dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my Savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. and Jesus' mighty, precious, amazing name I pray. Amen. All right, y'all. Till next time. We Next time we will be in 2 Samuel chapter 14. And we'll talk about Absalom being restored to David. Love y'all. Take care. God bless.